how do you all? So I'd like to start this journey on a very, very tiny note. Um, as you can hear, this is not your standard accent. Um, please do not make fun of it. Please do not tell me. I know it very well. Um, but it is what it is. So I hope you will find it cute in some way. I do find it very cute. And that's the most I can do after 15 times that I've tried to I've been trying to record this, so bear with me, or I'll get angry. Hey, howdy y'all, howdy again. Your neighbor Fujoshi here, speaking, and this is Dungeons and BL, DMB for short. And you might ask, what is DMB? I'm very glad you did. DMB is your new favorite weekly podcast about my most favorite thing in the world after my grandma. Yaoi comics, or BL if you like. Um, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, yaoi, or BL as I said, is a genre portraying a romantic and sexual entanglement between two males, um, from its softest sides to the deepest depravities. So, on another tiny side note, I do love side notes very much, just so you know, uh, there will be a lot of them, um, don't complain about it later on, I told you. So, side note number two. If you feel you're going to be sensitive on, sis, on said subject, um, I'm not going to judge you, but I suggest you move along and never look back. Please, don't complain about it later on. Oh, and side note number three, before I forget, because this is very important apparently, um, this content is intended for mature audiences only. It can contain sexual references, strong language and mention of violence. So listener discretion is advised. And now that the disclaimer is done and gone, and hopefully we'll crack on to the fun part, which is what I wanted to talk about since second one, uh, fasten your seatbelts and let's crack on with your very first episode of DMB, and I guarantee you, it'll be a juicy one. Without further ado, 3, 2, 1, for your ears delight, DMB, episode 1, from Blood Bank to Crush and Burn, aka How We Obsess Over Vampires. And... This should be the moment where I do put a jingle in here, but first time doing this, I'll get better with time, I hope. I, I'll i try, I'll try my best. So, no official jingle? Hey, I'ma do the jingle. So this is the moment where the jingle should be. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, this jingle. It's amazing. Best thing in the world. And I cannot sing to save my life, so... Three, two, one. I should buy like a small flute to do this whole thing. But anyway, three, two, one, episode one, from Blood Bank to Crash and Burn. The ear, unknown. The place, planet Earth. In an aftermath of a catastrophe that left our planet a dark and inhospitable place, we see the rise of vampires as a proclaimed superior race that declares to protect yet enslaves. Humans? Oh my god. And now, for a bit of geography. Excuse me for a second. As I said, geography time. The territory is divided into four main regions and the power rotates around blood banks, which are institutions placed in order to distribute human blood to said superior race, who we all know are famous to be beautiful and also follow a very peculiar diet. And it is indeed in one of those places that our beautiful, brawny and mysterious human named one meets the powerful Shell Overlord, a beautiful vampire with a very particular hidden side that will lead them into a dangerous relationship that will challenge all social rules and norms. I mean, if I didn't get your interest right now, 
I don't know what will. Anyway. Surrounded by villains beyond suspicion and finding help in the most unexpected places, will our star-crossed lovers find the deserved happiness, or will they succumb to a society that is not ready to accept anything that is labelled as different? And is being different such a wrong thing after all? I mean, guys, this is food for thought. Just saying. Anyway, I would like to put side note number four. I hope you will appreciate my kindness in leaving out any possible big spoilers, just in case there's a single human being on this planet who hasn't been affected by the Presser Jewel that is... Well, Blood Bank, of course, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so, now I've been reading BL stories for quite some time myself, we're talking about 14 years, I would say, and I mean, it only took the year 2016 to come to make me find a delicious, good, I would say, perfect story about vampires. I mean, that's a long time. And I mean, there was another one back in my teenage years. Uh, I mean, it was brilliant. The drawings were to die for, to be honest. But I don't remember the title to save my life, let alone the author. And I do believe my brother sold all my volumes for pocket money. So that's gone and lost. I hope I will find it one day. Probably not, but a girl can dream. Anyway, getting back on track. Um, Why is Blood Bank so special, according to little old me? And why are vampires still the hottest topic in town? Let's find out. Now... There are a lot of points I'll try to go through, uh, but I mean, we're here to talk about boys love BL Yaoi after all, and I know you've all been waiting for the sauce, for the juice, so I guess I start by talking about the relationship between one and Shell, because, I mean, let's start with that, that's the juiciest detail of, of it all, so, yes, back on track again, I do tend to go out of the tracks a lot of time, I am sorry, but at the same time, I'm not, so, now, when we talk about vampires, we are used to imagine a kind of relationship where we have the dom part, aka the vampire, and the sub part, aka the human, who can be of any race, gender, age, even more than one at the same time, to be honest, because, I mean, do you remember the Brides of Dracula? I mean, I kind of remember there were, there were three of them, so, um, yeah, but alas, when we talk about our lovely duo here, ba-boom, 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 the roles are switched, and we also see an amazing development. Development. I told you, I told you, not your average accent and pronunciation, as you can see. It's horrible. So, as I was saying, <laughs> we see a development of it all, uh, because we start from an entanglement born, born merely from survival instinct to a love story based on mutual trust and unconditional affection. <laughs> it blows my mind every time. But let's just add a more technical note on the side and let's see how the relationships between humans and vampires... Thank you, ambulance. That's exactly what I needed at the moment. Uh, let's see how relationships between human and vampires actually works in this particular world. So the vampires do emit these pheromones that affect humans very particularly. They can be used to subjugate them, to make them fall in love with you, to simply notice you on in the crowd, I mean, you do you. However, depending on the quantity and also, very important, the power of the vampire, they can make a human fall in a deep slump of terror, which is a thing I do not recommend, you guys. I do not recommend it. And 
So why is that so important in all of this? Because our favorite human, aka Mr. One, is not affected by the pheromones. And why? Why is that? Read the book to find out and you will not regret it. Anyway, he is not affected by them, so when he meets Master Shell for the first time, Shell notices that straight away and he asks one to become his master. Yes, that kind of master. You did understand very well. Uh, so, I know it does sound a bit confusing at the moment, but stay with me on this one and hopefully it will clarify everything. So, because the vampires are the master race, vampires are not supposed to like humans, let alone ask any of them to become their master. Like, that's a no-no. That's like the ultimate taboo. We don't do that here. So, as you can clearly imagine, Shell here would be deemed a deviant if anybody would find out whatever happened with one at the bank. And needless to say, uh, that is the deviant of the worst kind, because we got two types of deviants. We got the vampires who want to be subjugated by vampires. I mean, they're still shunned out a bit, but they are still accepted in a way. But a vampire that wants to be subjugated by a human? Never seen, never heard of, and for sure you wouldn't talk about it, because no. And... As I said, Shell would be the worst kind of deviant that you could possibly find in the society. And of course, deviant are rejected, shunned away, they're found disgusting. And I mean, you just, you don't mix with deviants. And furthermore, um, needless to say, Shell, of course, is one of the most powerful lords in his region. If not the most powerful, if I do remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read blood bank and I mean the shame would not only fall on him and it would be too much to handle but of course it will reflect or affect if you might on the whole family so of course we are in a bit of a pickle so that's why as I mentioned before the whole relationship between one and him it starts on a mere survival game, like as a mere survival game, sorry about that. Because for Shell, having found the master he's always dreamt of, uh, well, he's a human, so he possibly will keep his mouth shut. And for one, it's a ticket to safety, because he's got a vampire to possibly blackmail, so it's a bit of a bit of a mess to be honest it's like that soup that nobody wants to eat but for some reason hey you're hungry so you're gonna eat it um but of course uh feelings are never a joke so this senseless uh, agreement doesn't last too long and thank god because i mean you should see the way they look at each other since the moment they find out they love each other i mean i couldn't stare at those drawings forever they're so good Yes, yes. Did I mention that I love this work? I probably did, but just in case, I'ma say that again. <laughs> now, let's go back a bit, shall we? Uh, I told you mo moments ago about the deviants and how the society labels and treats anything that shows any signs of being different, uh, be it sexual preferences, uh, the place you were born, anything really. And, I mean... That, I know it will sound a bit strange, but that is the main reason that why I find this story so special and an absolute must-have. 
and I can feel your shocked faces from here, but follow my lead and just follow the thoughts. We'll get somewhere. Because, uh, as I said, I find it special because of that. Because, don't get me wrong, I do love me an old-fashioned, good and passionate love story with sex, wet kisses and all of that. But what I do love even more is a narration that looks like an old-fashioned love story, and yet is hiding a deep depiction of the glorious ugliness of what we call modern society. And in my opinion, that is exactly what is happening in here right now. Because we see our main characters overcoming every obstacle to be together, and at the same time we get all the possible glimpses of a world that is so dazzling and beguiling on the surface, yet does not hesitate to label you, to mark you and point you out as dangerous if you get out of the tracks even for a second. I mean, to me, that sounds chillingly familiar. Um, I don't know. You do you. I'm just putting it out there. You get your conclusions or whatever. <laughs> but, and I would say, do remember that even in the darkest of times, happiness can bloom in the most deserted places and most of all hope can bloom in the most deserted places and in overcoming our difference between one another we do find our strength i mean i don't know about you you do you but to me this sounds like the recipe for the greatest story just putting it out there if you want to However, talk about and analyze a diametrically opposed and way more recent work. I mean, we're talking about super recent. We can use a bit of our time, my time for sure, and yours if you're still with me after these 30 minutes of senseless rambling. <laughs> we can talk a bit about Crush and Burn by Chi Leong, and I hope I pronounced that right, because that would be amazing. Now, Back on track again, when I say diametrically opposed, I'm by no means talking about the universe that Crash and Burn is set in. Sure thing, it's got a different name and we see an inversion of route of what concerns the oppressed and the oppressor, but I mean, you got it, you, you get the gist. What I call uh, opposed here are the dynamics in the couple, the couple itself and the role of vampires in this whole story. And you know, because as you might have no like as you might have noticed, I'm a bit of a chatterbox, and in order for you to understand what the heck I'm even talking about, let's dive a bit into the plot and then we'll start with the analysis and all that jazz. So Crash and Burn, as I said by Chiliong, it depicts the story of Ken, a former orphan that works as a server in a pub in the outskirts of a man. A religious nation, apparently free from the influence of vampires. Now, I did say apparently because one night our favorite blonde here, Mr. Ken, is bitten and cursed by a vampire. Woohoo! I mean, otherwise we wouldn't have had a story about vampires in it. So, <laughs> it's bitten by a vampire, yet promptly saved by none other than Aja Frederick. I don't think it's pronounced Aja, but I will keep saying Aja, because I like it. So, Aja Frederick, a powerful, if not the most powerful, I would say, disciple of that same church, <coughs> excuse me, and is supposed to keep a man a safe place and a free vampire area in the meantime. Now, it seems like freeing Ken from the curse requires a certain amount of physical intimacy between him and Aja, who seems to have ulterior motives to keep Ken around. And I mean, when I saw Ken the first time, I would have ulterior motives to keep him around. Nothing illegal, I assure you. 
like, rest easy. <laughs> so, he has ulterior motives to keep Ken around, we said. So will their relationship bloom into something more? Or will they get crashed and burned? And who is that mysterious pale vampire who seems to have a history with Ken from way back in their past? Is there more than meets the eye? Is the church benevolent as it declares to be? And Ken? Who is, in reality, Ken? Now, I wish I had all the answers ready for you. I truly do, because I want answers myself. But we're only 12 chapters into the story as of today. And I'm saying 12 chapters into the English translation. Probably the original story is way ahead, but we'll find out later on. Now let's go back a bit to where we left off and let's analyze a bit our main couple and their dynamics. Now we can all can see straight away the main difference from the duo formed by our one and shell. Whereas uh, we got one and shell, which are a couple formed by indeed a vampire and a human, and it is, let's underline that, the human who takes the lead. Um, and I really like that because it's a different twist on most of the like of the vampire stories that we see around. Um, with Alja and Ken, we do see a developing of one of the most traditional scenarios that we can find in couples, which is the knight rescuing the damsel in distress. Now, I know what you're going to say, damsel in distress, but we're talking about priests and bartenders, yes. But when you see the drawings, and indeed the depictions of the drawings, well, not the depictions of the... What am I saying? The high style. Well, the depictions of the characters, you can see straight away that they look exactly like a knight and a damsel in distress. I mean, on one hand, you got Ken. Like, he's got this beautiful blonde hair, this luscious lips, he's slim, fragile, overall beautiful. Like, all of his aspects screams princess to me. If it doesn't do it to you... I don't know where you lived up until now. And then, of course, we got Aja on the other hand. And, like, he's basically a giant, okay? He's got muscles everywhere. Even in places where you don't know you would have muscles. And he's full of scars, which... Let's not underestimate the power of scars. The scars are the trademark of the true hero. Like, you can see that straight away. So, I mean, if I haven't sold it like that to you... I rest my case. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, getting a bit back, as I mentioned before, because of the nature of the curse that the vampire struck to Ken, Arthur loves it off right away, and there I say, to Arthur's enormous satisfaction, and to ours as well. I mean, we do all appreciate a bit of juicy scene right off the bat. Like, chapter one, juicy scene. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm gonna get all the choppers, no problem. So, now, it is too soon for me to draw any conclusion of any sort as of to all of these and all the relationship will lead them. But knowing there's a mysterious vampire lurking in the shadows, I mean, I'm really hoping some major disruption is gonna happen soon. Um, as you can see, I'm not a real fan of couples that have it all it all too well from the day one. I'm sorry. I mean, I do appreciate a happy ending, but don't spoil it too soon. Uh, 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 not under my watch. Sorry. <laughs> and, well, uh, what else can I say? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. That would be a good one. Like, it's safe to say that uh, as for any hidden meanings, like as to 
like people shunned away from society and the likes. I would say it's pretty safe, pretty safe to say it's like the same hidden meanings that we spot on Blood Bank. Basically, it is you have to conform to the norms of society or live in shame. And I mean, it is not a coincidence that the more you leave the center of a man, the more likely you are to be attacked or meet a vampire. I mean, and hence the attack to care to the outskirts. I mean, yes, it do it does live in the outskirts, but you get, you know the drill. And I guess I could be able to rant an extra hour more about it, but I would like, no, I would love to get back to the original question. How come we are so obsessed with vampires to this day? I would say we need to face reality first thing first on this one. We are suckers for looks. And there's us who admit it and those who lie. And I challenge you to tell me a single book, movie or comic when you, where you encountered an ugly vampire. And no, the old saggy vampires from True Blood don't count on my watch. So, sorry, that's not the right answer. <laughs> and, I mean, let's face it, it's been like that since Carmilla was published. Like, from there on, like, vampires are beautiful period. <laughs> I rest my case again. <laughs> they are beautiful. They're irresistible. They don't age, which, I mean, it sounds pretty amazing to me. I'm not gonna lie. And, uh, well, you do you. I would never say no to a horny master shell. No, 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 no. And then bonus points. They are mysterious. They lurk in the shadows. They are a forbidden thing. And do you remember what we used to do when something was forbidden when we were kids? That's right, we were drawn to it like a moth to the flame. And plus, they usually live in castles, which is pretty dope to me. I don't know you, but I mean, I would swap my studio flat to a castle anytime. If you want to, I'm here. Just saying. <laughs> but I wanna, however, I wanna wrap this up on a more serious note, if you will. Uh... In my opinion, we are obsessed with vampires because they are different. I said it 50 times already, just follow my lead and I'll try to explain it to you. <laughs> I, if I have to talk about personal experiences in my life, the most beautiful and rich and rich and oh my god, I want to talk so complicated and then I don't know how to pronounce it, this is so annoying, and enriching ones have always happened when I overcame the differences between me and the other party that was stood right in front of me at the moment. Because I would say, in our differences... Differences? <laughs> Sorry. We do find, indeed, uh, knowledge. And with knowledge, there is power. And to be honest, this kind of power, if you possess this kind of power, you are unstoppable. Period. Now, before... I get too cheesy about past experiences and now it is important to acknowledge each other's differences, I would just say that is the end. Yes, that's right, guys. That's right. We reached the end of the first episode. I'm so proud of myself, to be honest. I do acknowledge all the mistakes that I've done. As I said way before in the intro, I'll try to get better with time. Just bear with me and I guarantee you, you will not regret it. And... To be honest, I would love to explore a bit more next time. Of course, we're not going to talk about this one specifically, but I would like to explore a bit more. This was just a bit of a fun experiment. Let's see what we can do with the first episode. And to be honest, I'm 
I'm not, despite the mistakes, I'm not mad at it. And, well, what can I say? How can we conclude this first episode? Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a beautiful day if it hasn't started yet, whatever part of the world you are in. If it is, happy hour in your part of the world. Have a glass for me as well. Don't forget to read a lot of BL, that is important. And please, 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 don't get beaten by a vampire, unless you want to. In that case, I'm not going to stop you. And I will see you next time. Bye!